2: Good morning, everyone. Uh, thank you for listening to Community Living Radio um, here on NCRA Networks. And maybe you're listening to us via Spreaker on our podcast version um, or any of our other syndicated uh, stations such as CFRO, uh, CITR, or CHLY in the Nanaimo. Um, so... Um, Today is going to be an interesting show. We have with me today um, on the phone, Denise Baylil, and hopefully I'm pronouncing that correctly, and she is a certified healing coach and serenity expert. Denise, are you there? Denise, are you there?
0: Yes, I'm here.
2: (laughs) Okay. Did I, did one, did we have a bad habit on this show of butchering people's names. Did I pronounce it right this time?
0: Denise Bilil. This is Bilil.
2: her name. Okay. I got close. <laughs> Billil. Yeah. Um, so what does it mean to be a serenity expert, and how does that help with like the healing coaching and things?
0: Well, I call myself a serenity expert because... I, I like to be positive. I like to bring positive in my world, in the world of people I work with. So instead of calling myself like a stress reduction coach or, or a stress reduction expert, I found to talk more about the positive, which is what I want, what my client wants and what I want to help them achieve is for them to become more serene and peaceful in their life. Wow. So that's why the serenity expert is there for and what it's like is to to just empower people to look at different avenue in their life and allow them to to eliminate some triggers and to add some more positive behavior in their life also.
2: Wow! So, one, how did you get down the? The path of serenity yourself, because I imagine one has to follow the path of serenity if you want others to come with you, right?
0: (laughs) Yeah, you got got to walk the walk, fall a few times, walk the walk, fall again, and learn from all these mistakes, right? Right. And like from from a young age, I've always been uh, fascinated with uh, meditation and relaxation and learning more about health in general. And that made it so that I created for myself like a, a life of. You know, being able to have some tools, I went to some seminars and all that. But then, you know, no life is perfect. And then one day, it didn't stay like that. Like I, I, I was living a life where I was working two jobs and trying to make meets ends. You know, I, was, I had a relationship that was not necessarily fulfilling me. But I didn't know at the time because when you're in it, you don't see it. And and then I got involved to work with that person, and then it kind of strained my energy from my uh, body. Body, uh, I'm a body work therapist, so also, so it kind of strained my energy a wee away from that. And then, amongst all that, I got a lump on my breast. I got diagnosed with. You know, like um, I didn't have cancer, but I had to do a biopsy, and then I got so stressed out, like with everything that was going on in my life. Like I was like, "Okay, am I going to have cancer? What's going on?" I I didn't I didn't bargain for that. I had a healthy lifestyle before. How did I get here? And then I watch a video that says um, it's about like how to cure diabetes in 30 days. And then I was I had that because I was always interested in health, and I had that on my shelf. And then I say. One of my lonely nights that I would you know, almost cry myself to sleep, like, I said, let's watch that movie. And then all of a sudden, that movie changed my life. Like I, My mom died of cancer and diabetes. She had diabetes, and my dad died of cancer. And then I was thinking, I don't want to end up like my mom. I don't want to end up having diabetes in my life. I, didn't, I don't have it now, and I don't want it. I don't want to have cancer I was waiting for the result of the biopsy, and even if it's a week or two, it seems like a lifetime for people when they're waiting for those results. And yeah. then what happened is that after I watched that movie, I was thinking, well, if people can cure themselves from diabetes, and especially type one diabetes, which everybody says it's non-curable, I'm sure I would be able, if I had cancer, to cure myself from cancer from doing what they've said in that movie, which was adopting um, a uh, raw food diet and different lifestyle changes meditation go back to my meditation and doing some yoga and exercise so that changed my life so all of a sudden i i search more i register to um, a coaching training course because at that time i was just doing it to myself and i say i need to to help other people i need to move forward and help other people so i did a couple of coaching courses and then one thing led to another and I of course did more research about health about wellness how to empower people to become more serene and peaceful and that's what led me in the end to become a serenity coach
2: Wow so okay you um, recovered you recovered your body from um, from the possibility of of Diabetes and and or we're 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 gonna we're, we'll we'll assume that 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 um that the, you, that you did you did you the
0: was negative. I didn't have cancer. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, but true. you but you yeah. still had the but you still had the the tumor, or or well, like growth or whatever. Yeah. However, we you want to say yeah. it, right? It was
0: benign.
2: Yeah. Um. So how did you um? How much how how much of it w- was diet? I guess, and how much of it was, because you talked a lot about meditation and all that.
0: Mm-hmm. Is like How much
2: of it was meditation and changing your mindset to something that was way more, more positive maybe and helping eliminate the stress? How much of it was that? How important is that?
0: Well, I think what's important is the first step that I tell my clients is to become aware of where you are. Once you know, because in order to go somewhere, what do you do first? If, if you want to go to a restaurant and then they say, oh, how do I get to your place? They'll say, well, where are you? Uh, you know, then they can indicate to you which road to take and which path to take and how to get there. So that's the same thing for your own life and for your health or anything you want to change in your life. You need to have a good look of where you are and what, what the situations are in your life that are causing you to be stressed or anything like that. So that's one of the big premises that I, that I work with is people to become more aware, bring awareness to, okay, let's, let's do a roadmap of where you are now and how you got there. And once you know that, like once you open a few doors and you peek through different area of people's life to know, okay, you're, you're, that's the situation, and you know, and the awareness of the different um, habitual things that people are doing without thinking, mm-hmm. that cause them to repeat constantly the same situation and cause them even more stress. Right. So, I hope that answers your question. Yeah, no, it is. It's and really it's, good. And it's a combination of everything. Once you're there, then once you know where you are, then it's a question of looking at the things that you do that could be harmful for yourself and how to slowly integrate positive and things that will be more helpful for you like slowly integrate little like 10 minutes meditation or mindfulness exercise or to slowly change your diet i would never tell anyone like i'm not a dietitian first of all so i don't do major recommendation on diet, but I have enough knowledge from my own experience to give some, but I would never tell someone to go from being an omnivore to eat everything and lots of meat and that to go straight to being a raw foodist, for example, right? That eats only fruit, vegetables, nuts and seeds. Yeah. they would go crazy because it's like a huge step. Yeah. But the, my idea is to to go slowly, take baby step, one little thing at a time. Sometimes it looks so insignificant that people say, well, yeah, of course yeah. I can do that. Well, okay, do it. Because then they have a success. They move the big locomotive that help them eventually have a momentum that that baby step become a little bit bigger because it gets easier once you're in motion. Well, yeah. That's why my I call my coaching like in motion coaching, and that's why I feel that it's important just to have that little momentum, that little movement that brings people forward and have successes. Once you start to have success in your life, you want to do it again, and you want more of it.
2: Right. So um, the the other thing I was, I was curious about um, because people people do tend to carry around a lot of stress and. Mm-hmm. Some of that stress becomes a distraction away from listening to your own body. Mm -hmm. So... Yes, how, do you, yes. how do you people, how do you help people, like, I I, I hear this, I, people ask me that when people see me on the street, they ask me about that all the time, and I'm not a coach or anything, like I'm just the, the broadcast guy, the, the yes. interview is wonderful
0: people. Well, <laughs> I can give I, a really good example of yeah. that, actually. Something that I, I, you know, because nobody's perfect, as I said, and we always stumble and get up and... Continue learning and moving forward. And I'm the perfect exe- example of what h- happened when you don't listen to the signals that are happening in your life and, and, um, and then something major happens. So, if I, if I may, I'll give you a little example of my situation yeah. right now. Is Examples that okay? are
2: wonderful. <laughs>
0: yeah. So, I was uh, a couple months ago, a girlfriend of mine contacted me and said, Hey, let's, <clears throat> I have a timeshare, let's go to Hawaii. And and we'll rent a car and we can, you know, visit and relax and all that. And, and I haven't taken a vacation in a long, long time because I'm self-employed. And then when you don't work, you don't make money. So it's the whole idea of if you talk to any self-employed person, it, it's always a struggle mentally to say, well, I have, mm. I know I need a relax- relaxation. My body's crying yeah. for me to shut off the phone, shut off the Internet sort of and just relax and but then you're like well but yeah but I have my clients I have this I have that so anyways I was in a struggle eventually I said okay I'm going for it I'm gonna have a vacation I'm gonna go and relax and take some time off turn off the phone and everything and relax so then we end up in Hawaii and what happened is that we I didn't want to do my, my, my body wanted to do nothing, but my brain was keeping me active. So I brought my gym clothes. I got up the first morning, put the gym clothes on, went for a run outside, which is great. It's uh it's hot, beautiful scenery and all that. So I went for a run, came back home 45 minutes later and showered. We got dressed. We went out to visit one place or the other and we were busy all day we did some shopping because we had a little condo get some food but then what happened is that the next morning got up went to work out like oh my knee's hurting you know and I never have pain when I run or anything like that ever So I was like what's with that you know it's weird so anyway so instead of running I went 45 minutes I walked walk fast, you know, I was still hurting a little, but it was okay. So anyway, I came back home again, get dressed, shower, go out, go visit this, go visit that, go, 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 nonstop. And so really I wasn't doing anything to relax, right? So the next morning I went again for my walk, I came back, and then I, again, the same routine, shower, get up, get dressed, and all of a sudden out of nowhere I got like a sharp pain between my shoulder blades and I was like, oh, what's that? And then I start to try to take a deep breath. And each time I was breathing, it's almost like I had a little knife digging into the back of my back. And I was like, oh my goodness, and I had to lay down, you know, like it was so painful. And then I relax and I did a little meditation, but I was still not really going away. So I'll say, oh, that'll pass. So through the day, go out, go to the shops, go shopping, go to this, do that. But then i I. I've I told my friend, I said, have got to get back. It's too painful. Then I called, find a chiropractor, you know, take some, you know, uh, ibuprofen to get rid of the pain, go see a chiropractor, crack, crack, you know, and then I, I didn't really pay attention to those signals. The With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
1: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom?
0: my knee that was like of course if you have pain in your legs it's a it makes you slow down then my breathing and my back so again it it was a signal to tell me to slow down but I, I, I didn't really pay attention to it I just kept going then the chiropractor fixed my back it was fine so Saturday morning we had booked to go do uh, zip lining so here you go get up early in the morning it's an hour and a half away drive drive get there we get there, we walk onto, you know, the platform to go zip lining and then bang, that's the big alarm. I broke my ankle when coming off of the platform. And then oh, no. the way I see that and now I've been pretty much laying down for the last 3 weeks because I I I have like a a walking boot that the doctor told me not to walk on it mm-hmm. because he wants the healing to be done properly. But what happened the moral of that story is that I had the, I had the warning. I had the warnings that the legs, the knee that says, okay, slow down. You know, you got to relax. You're here to relax. You wanted to relax, relax. But I just kept going. And then the back, it was a lot more painful than my knee. And then I didn't listen to it. I just took the pills. I went to see chiropractor, crack, crack, fixed me up. Right. And I just kept on going. And then my brain was like, whoa, the knee. Slow down. I'm going to put you right back on your back, and you're going to take it easy. You need to relax. And here, what happened. I broke my ankle. And, and then, of course, I didn't do much in the last three weeks because I can't really walk around. I, where I live, I, I stayed the second week in Maui on my back in my bed. My girlfriend just, you know, went around and took the bus. And she, but the thing is, what happened is that she also, in some ways, was forced to relax. And she said, "Well, you know, we were going a bit too much, right? I needed that relaxation too. So, if we would I would have really paid attention to the signal initially, we could have had a really beautiful, relaxing vacation. But instead, I was forced to be in bed, and, and and coincident not coincidentally, but at the same time, my girlfriend slowed down because you don't want to do as much stuff on your own when you want to be with someone, right? So." Right. So that was uh, quite interesting, but that's what happened in everybody's life all the time. We have a headache. We take a pill to get the headache go away. We have ulcer or digestive problem. We take the Mylox, you know, and then, or the thumbs and then say, okay, we'll make it go away. And we have diarrhea and we take something to stop the diarrhea. Or we have constipation. We take something to let it go easily. Mm -hmm. But these are all little signs that are talking to us and giving us messages, and too often we're not listening to it. And for some, for me, in some ways, I consider myself lucky that these were little signs that put me on my back for maybe you know a couple months. But then for other people, they're not as lucky because they develop diabetes, they develop fibromyalgia, they develop cancer, right. and it could be the end. Well,
2: right? Um, yeah, I, I. I've worked with with um, one one of one of our, our um, my favorite charities is of course that most people know uh, listening to the show is the Fibromyalgia Wellspring Foundation. But mm-hmm. one of the things I never discuss, and you actually bring up a good point on this, is just about everybody that that I've met that has fibromyalgia, they had a habit of overstressing their body.
0: Mm hmm. Mm hmm.
2: Yeah. Right, and eventually, like you said, your your case, it it, it was you 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 were supposed to be relaxing, and you kept kept go 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 in mm-hmm. Hawaii, but. Um but in in your ankle broken, that was what made you finally relax, and you're still relaxing. I think yeah. the last time we did we did we did a Zoom call or something, you were you you, you had your boot up on the couch. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I still have the boot on. That's yeah, another two weeks before I go see a specialist to tell me that I might be able to to put weight on it, you know, yeah. but it's, it's, it's a burden, but at least it's something that I can repair and go back in my life. It's not like cancer right. or anything like that. Right?
2: Yeah. So, so uh, yeah, I was going to say that that would be, that would be the, the really, uh, the really big foghorn is yes. uh, you,
0: Absolutely. The,
2: the, the, the cancer or, or something that, um, another friend with, uh, was multiple sclerosis. Yes, um, yes. But okay, so so how do we know which? I guess, oh, I guess I gotta get to a break in about a second. So I'm gonna ask the question, then I'm gonna have you answer it when we get back. Um, okay. So how do we know what changes to actually we should should start making in our life, and you know, of course. um how do we know which is the right coach for us to to start those changes? Because I believe that we all need coaching if we're trying to make really big changes in our life. So when we come back, Denise will answer those questions. Okay. And we'll get to these messages here in a second. Hang on, Denise. Thank you. So, welcome back, um, Denise, and welcome back, Thank everybody, you. to Community Living Radio. We asked you a bunch of questions about how to recognize, of course, we have stress, and how to figure out how to make the right changes so that we can keep our body healthy. And who's who could be the right person to work with?
0: Yes. Yeah, so, what I what I like to do with uh, my client is too too often, like what happened in. In, in I guess with the regular doctor if you go to a doctor, I'm not a doctor, so don't consider me as a doctor. But um like you go to a doctor, you say I have a headache or I can't sleep, he will give you some pills and you will say, take those pills and then you can you can sleep better. Or I have stress, they'll give you some pills to reduce anxiety and then and then you will be in a comatose state and then you'll release your stress. But in my philosophy is to actually to look deeper into, okay, you have a headache or you have, you know, certain discomfort. The reason why you have that, why, why do people develop cancer? Like each time I ask people that have cancer or had cancer and say, okay, but why did you have cancer? Uh, well, uh, well, but my, it just happened. You know, this is statistic. One out of three people will have cancer. I was one of them. I say, yeah, but why? And that people don't. People are like uh, so surprised when I ask that question, and they're like, "Well, I don't, I don't know." And I say, okay, so let's. And then I go back, like I say, okay, is there was there anything, you know, stressful in your life in the last five to ten years, or you know? And then sometimes they would say, "Yeah, my husband died, or my kid, you know, had something, or." or I got a divorce or, and then I said, okay, so how did you dealt with that? And it was like, well, it was very painful. And I'm, I still hold grief. Or I still hold, you know, like they don't necessarily admit that all the time, but then the more you talk to them I, too often, like I, you know, just to bring back those emotions, like those situations and people just start crying because they never dealt with the situation. And that's a stress that is building and building and building inside of them that caused them to, it's an alarm system that they didn't listen to and eventually it developed into cancer or any other degenerative disease or, or IBS or, you know, like different different health problems that are actually just caused by stress. Because we live in a society where, like, stress becomes the new normal. Like you talk to people, oh, yeah, I'm stressed out, but that's, you know, it's just the way yeah. it is you know, with the kids and the family and the work and the husband and whatever. It's just the way it is. It's the new normal. And for me, I'm like, no, mm-hmm. that's not true. You know? It doesn't have to be like that. You can live a peaceful and serene life and still be able to function in a society with all the things that are coming around you.
2: Right. Uh, I know for for myself, right, and people think they... they my family thought I was kind of nuts for doing this, but um... I had been given uh, given a prescription for a Dilantin, which, of course, uh, most people would know that that is supposed to lower your blood pressure. Okay. And I, I looked at the doctor and I said, you're serious? And he's like, well, yeah, you have to take this or else you're going to, uh, and he did the scare tactic, either take this or, or else you're going to die. Uh-huh,
0: uh-huh.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, you'll die of high blood pressure, I'm like.
0: Uh-huh, uh-huh.
2: And I just went as, like, I packed everything up. I moved across country and found a a less a, a job that they caused my body more stress and I'm going to stress that that it caused my body more less stress because uh-huh. what I do may cause somebody else more even more stress than what they have, uh-huh, have. Uh-huh, uh-huh. but but yeah I just listened to what my body and I was like I need to do this and my family thought I was kind of nuts they're like well take the medication that's that's the way you're supposed to do it.
0: Uh-huh.
2: So, it's that so, way... Yeah.
0: So, you listen to your body and you say, okay, what what's going on? And then you change certain situation in your life that cause you to reduce the stress, reduce the pressure on your body, and then reduce your blood pressure.
2: Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. So, it, it, I mean... Of course, working with with the right coaches and everything. Because I did that without a coach, and I wouldn't advise that at all. I would advise going to finding finding a coach like you mm-hmm. to 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 help figure out that path, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Because I know that the that some of the stress comes that we also have the built into evolution that fight or flight thing, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. maybe. You, your methods would have some benefits to to help help out with all that right
0: yes because because for the same reason like we we're having what I call this sustained stress, mm-hmm. and we live in a state of sustained stress, we are always stressful like I give an example of one of my courses that if you if you drive on the highway and then somebody cuts you off and all of a sudden like you you have to apply the brake and And you get like a jolt of stress and your adrenaline goes up. And in a normal life, normal situation, within 10, 15 minutes, your body will become, will go back to a normal stasis where you're relaxed and you forgot about the incident because it's past, it's behind you and all that. But what happened is a lot of time, maybe that car cutting you off on the highway in your regular life is the only life-threatening situation that causes you stress. But then the pressure at work and the the, the presentation you have to give or the kids at home that are screaming and, and crying and having to drive, you know, your kids to soccer or your sick kid that, that has to stay home and you have to find a babysitter or the, you know, your husband, the fight you had the night before and the, co-worker that is, you know, like you, have, you, you can't stand seeing that person and then every time you see it, your blood is turning, you know. And so all these situations are not life-threatening whatsoever, but they cause us to be in a fight-or-flight reaction all the time because we have, like, all that stress on us and we don't deal with it and we keep building and building and building. So that's why hiring a coach and with what I do in my life, in my coaching, is I, I empower people to not to deal with all of that at once, but first I ask people to look at themselves and to mm-hmm. give themselves the right to feel these emotions. Because too often, and I'm one of those, I, I've been suppressing so many emotions in my life, before I, and even to this day, as I said, nobody's perfect. I'm still sometimes, you know, repressing some emotion and then building some stress. But we do that so much. We keep it inside. We keep it inside. And the pressure builds and the pressure builds. And eventually it's like a pipe that bursts. And when that pipe bursts, then you try to fix it, you, you put a band on it, but that band doesn't hold. And even if it was to hold, then it will blow up somewhere else because we're not dealing with that situation. And then we end up like with a flood in our basement and in our house because we don't deal with the situation. We just try to put Band-Aid on our problem. So that's why with a coach, what it does is it, and what I do is it, I allow people to, instead of putting bandaid, is, to find the tap to turn the water off. Stop that pressure from building and pushing you to the edge and exploding. Right. So we look down inside. You know, I don't do any like regression work or anything like that, but it's so. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
1: More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: Easy. When you open when you open the door and you just look through, these the signs are there, and it doesn't take a math scientist, you know, or a Zen master to deal with those situations. It's just little steps, you know, while taking a little step at a time, it allows you to really look into it and say, oh, okay, I, I can deal with this right now. And then you deal with it and you put it aside and that's it. And then you take another one. Oh, okay, no, I cannot deal with this right now. Okay, let's cut it down a little bit, let's put a little bit less. And then with the clients, it's not me that tells them what to do. The clients actually is knows what needs to be done the majority of the time. But it's the, the support, the accountability, the friendship, because I'm there. I'm like, I'm their buddy. Like, yes, you can call me anytime you need help. Give me a call. We'll talk or send me an email and I'll reply or... You know, I'm I'm there for them. Often, people don't have anybody to talk to. They don't have anybody to share their experience because they they feel too vulnerable, right? Well,
2: it, I, I like that you use the word vulnerable because so many people are afraid. Oh, vulnerable is weak, but mm-hmm. vulnerable vulnerable is really a point of strength, it's isn't human. it?
0: Human, yes. it's being human.
2: Yeah. So, and um. I guess I guess some other hidden benefits to to uh, to to you doing the coaching that you do. It's like you have the ability to call up and say because a coach is like a best friend, but only better. Because I could call the coach up and say, they will call and say, "Well, did you really do that work that I told you to do?" Whereas your mm-hmm, best friend? Can't mm-hmm. do that.
0: <laughs> and also what happened is that I found that some clients, they, like I had a client lately and, and she, she has, you know, like she had, because I think she's much better now, but she had like depression and in bed all the time. And she had had, um, a, lumpect, a lumpectomy on her breast cause she was diagnosed with cancer and they wanted her to do radiation and, in her heart, she felt that she didn't want to do that. I didn't tell her not to do it. But in her heart, she was saying, I don't feel it's right. I don't feel I need that. Uh-huh. And I supported her in her decision. But then she was very depressed in general. And then she wanted to, to get up and start dancing and do this and do the cleanup and all that. I said, no, you know, the first step, Well, how about you just get out of bed and get dressed? Even if you go sit on the couch in the living room, and for her it was like, it was like a light bulb. It's like just that, and I say, yeah, just do that. Don't go and start to clean up the house and you know do this and do that and do laundry and because you'll crash right back down and you'll fall down even further. Because people are, are they want to conquer the the world as opposed to just take a few steps. And when you take those few steps, then you feel a lot more better about yourself.
2: Yeah. Well, it, it's good that you, isn't it good that you tell people that? Because, because one, of, one of the things about stress is, okay, wow, that, feel, that feels, feels good that you let that go. And then they, they pile so much stuff back on again. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know Absolutely. that's the problem, yeah. Yeah, it's like...
0: And that's why I'm there to, it's like a buffer, right? I say, mm-hmm. no, slow down. It's right. okay. You know, you've been stressed for years. It's okay if it takes six months or a year to go back to a, a non-stressed person. But right. slowly, you'll feel better and better. You cannot become like a serene person from one day to the other.
2: you right. Yeah, it is. It's um, the the idea that you're on the path may be the light switch, but the path takes. It's it's one step at a time, right?
0: Hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's why I recommend my clients to to take at least a, a minimum of four months of coaching, because you cannot resolve a lifelong situation in two sessions. You know, you need you need at least four months minimum to move forward by taking those baby steps. And a lot of time, people will take a little bit more, and they feel okay with that. Yeah. But by committing to a baby step, then it's, it doesn't put any pressure on them. And naturally, people will do more, right? right? Because they, they they feel confident. They don't put too much pressure. They know when it's too much pressure, and then they stop as they're being coached and, and supported in their changes.
2: Yeah. Well, the you, you're reminding me of the of that cliche, "Rome wasn't built in a day." <laughs> exactly. It, it, it exactly. takes time to build your life to 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 uh, to to be resilient and and stress free, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, I I know this is going to be an, an an elongated answer, and I might actually have to cut you off in the middle of it. But but this is okay. a really important question. Because okay. most people, they can't even imagine what serenity or being stress-free looks like. Mm-hmm. So how does that start to look like? What does it start to look like for somebody?
0: Um, I think it starts to look like, for example, somebody that... I'm just going to give one quick example and then I'm sure they'll be breaking and then I can give more. Okay, Like somebody that has... Like I was saying, that people uh, bottle up emotion and then they they, they they have situation that arise to them and instead of, they say, oh, that's not the right time to talk about that, I'll talk about it later, but that later never comes and that emotion stays inside and it builds up and it builds up and they never think it's the right time to talk to people about it and then it builds up and builds up. So what serenity would look like is never to wait for the right time. If you have something that needs to be said in order for you not to bottle up some emotion, then that's what I I help people doing, is that just just don't scream, don't pull your hair out, unless you really have to, but just mention it. It's -hmm. just a different way of communication. You know, if you tell me this, like let's say it's a situation with a coworker, and then you just bottle it up, bottle it up. And I said, "Well," and then all of a sudden, the situation arises again. You've been coached, and you feel comfortable. You say, "You know, Joe, when, when you when you act like that, it makes me feel so uncomfortable and so stressed out about this situation. I would really appreciate if we could come to an accord where this wouldn't happen anymore. And then Joe will look at." at that person and say, what's with you? You know, like I've been, I've been doing that forever. Say yes, but it's been stressing me out forever. And now I'm dealing with it and I would like you to not do that. And then, and it's on Joe's side now, you know, because you let it out, you let it go, you said your piece and now it's up to Joe to change it. But at least you're not bottling it up inside again. Right. Mm -hmm. So all these little situations, I, I, coach people to how to bring it up and how to use different languages, not to be accusing people, but just to talk about your own emotion, how to express yourself without accusing other people, but more showing up and being vulnerable and saying, I'm hurting when you say that and not saying you hurt me. It's like, no, I'm hurting. And I I, I just wanted to let you know. You know, this is how I feel when this situation arrives and we go there. I, I, I don't feel appropriate. I don't feel, I feel inadequate or I, I'm hurting or I want to cry. or. And I think that's a way that, one way that people can start becoming more serene. And I've seen several people being able to slowly, by expressing themselves, it's really So much stress because you don't carry that load on you and on your shoulder anymore. Because now the ball is on the other person's camp because you express yourself and now it's up to them to deal with it.
2: Right. Okay. I am going to cut you off right about there and we'll get back to what serenity looks like. Um, And we're speaking to Denise Baylil and thank you for listening here on Community Living Radio. We'll be right back. With longtime favorites and stunning newcomers, the Vancouver Folk Music Festival is sure to have all the music you need to build a soundtrack for your summer. For ticket information and discounts, visit thefestival.bc.ca. The Vancouver Folk Music Festival, July 13th to 15th. We'll see you at the beach. And thank you for listening to community living radio. And we're here on the NCRA networks. Um, you could be listening to us, uh, at CFRO, uh, co-op radio on 100.5 FM, or you could be listening at, uh, CITR, um, on one hundred one point nine FM in Vancouver, or you could be living, listening at CHLY, uh, in the NIMO, um, and we want to thank all of those stations for actually um, playing Community Living Radio and helping us broadcast wonderful messages like this one that we're listening to from Denise Baylil, and she is a Serenity expert.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Denise, you there?
0: Yes, I'm here.
2: Okay. So we were going through what Serenity looks like, and that was a really good example um, the very first one, that was, a, that was a really good example of how you can just get that off your chest about somebody doing something that in a workplace that makes you feel uncomfortable.
0: Yeah. Yes, and it could be also in your relationship with your kids, you know. Like in any time you have something that you keep inside, that will just build up stress over time because it's not the only one thing you keep inside, there's more. And another another way that serenity could be. Achieve is by um, what I do with my clients is I have some tools I have a meditation recording I have a exercise different exercise that I ask them to do that I have prepared already and and like a meditation for example I have a stress relief meditation it's like nine minutes so it can be used pretty much anywhere anytime it's not like you have to sit down for an hour and do a and and say, so, okay, I'm serene, I'm serene, that's not how that works. Is that you have a situation that is stressful or you have a, a, a pain in your body or a stress somewhere or you can't sleep, then you just listen to the, the recording for it's about ten minutes and then you take a few deep breaths and then you relax into your body, you bring love in because love can cure pretty much everything. Too often it's a lack of love that we have towards ourselves also, and then you bring love in. And then you just ease into the stress, and then send love to that situation instead of seeing it as a negative. Then you send love into it, and you see you see it in a, with different eyes, and then you relax into it, and then the stress just normally go away. There's also positive affirmation, or a um, or another type of meditation that I have is to is self love is how to. Have self compassion for yourself, and to give yourself love, and to forgive yourself. Because so often, we—I, I, I myself too—you know—I'm like, oh, I'm not that great. I, I, I wasn't so good. I don't deserve this, and, and, and we pull ourselves down. So all these little tools help people just to become. You know, more attentive to their life and to become more serene and more loving towards themselves, and that makes a huge difference in reducing stress.
2: Well, that, and that makes a lot of sense. How self-love, is. and we're not t- talking about the oh, I love me and and the and everybody else can go to, but we're talking about like real self-love, where where mm-hmm. you actually start to take care of yourself, right?
0: Yeah, it's more like self-love. People have, um, and, and my included, before I built my program, it was, I was looking at self-esteem. Okay, self-esteem, people have to raise their self-esteem. But there's such a huge difference between self-esteem and self-compassion. Because mm-hmm. self-esteem is like, yes, you're like you're, you have a little pump, and you, you pump up your balloon and say, yeah, I'm great, I'm beautiful, and this and that. And that's self-esteem. I can right. do it. I'm an achiever. I'm a winner. That's self-esteem. But self-compassion is when you're hurting, you, you, you can hold yourself in your arm and tap yourself in the back and say, that's okay that you're hurting. It's okay to, to be in pain right now. It's okay to be sad. Take the time, you know, like relax into it and, and take a cup of tea, sit down and cry if you have to. That's self-compassion is to talk to yourself as you would talk to your best friend. If your best friend is stuck with the flu and is in bed and it has kids around and kids has to, you know, go to soccer or go this and that, and then you would tell your friend, just, just first tell them they're not going or get a parents to go pick them up and send them. Don't get out of bed, you're sick, you got the flu, relax. Take a cup of tea and just relax. But what do we do as parents is we, we suck it up, we get out of bed, we drive the kids to the soccer we do the laundry we do this
1: mm-hmm.
0: we don't have self compassion towards ourselves so we have to treat ourselves with love and to give us the right to to be in pain to give us the right to to cry to give us the right to 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 grieve so that's self compassion as opposed to pushing us and say like suck it up get up and go go to work or you know don't cry like a baby or yeah. whatever else people can tell themselves, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you, mentioned, you, you mentioned since we're talking about serenity, and you brought up the word grief. How does grief and serenity actually come together?
0: Well, I think with grief is, we, it's an unfinished story. Mm-hmm. And, and it's okay to grieve. You know, like I I lost both my parents to cancer and there's time I'm thinking of them and I have tears because I'm like, oh, I wish you would still be here. But what the problem is that people are carrying a lot of resentment and a lot of... To grieve in a happy state, it's much better than to grieve in a guilty state. And too often people are carrying guilt towards Oh, I should have told him that I love him. I never, I should have helped him more. And so it's more guilt towards ourselves. A lot of times, I don't generalize for everyone, of course. You know, everybody deals with guilt, uh, grief in a different way. But I found that for the experience that I have and for myself, um, if you feel guilty about situation that didn't happen and then you grieve, it's okay to miss people, right? But if you get stuck into that and stop yourself from living your life when you're grieving, then there's a problem because you should still be able to live your life even, if, even though you're grieving someone that has gone. And, and at no point I don't say don't grieve because to this day I still you know, think of my mother and I still think of my father and, and miss them and wish they were there, but they're not. So right. you gotta move on and be happy and and be happy feel that, you know, would they want me to be happy or would they want me to cry all day long? So it's it's that but that's a situation that needs to be dealt person to person. So in no no point I want to generalize it and say do this or don't do that because everybody has their own situation and why they deal with that.
2: Yeah. Okay. So um, we're getting into the to the last ten minutes of, of our interview and mm-hmm. wow, this show's gone really quick, hasn't it? It went <laughs> so fast. Yeah. Um even even with the the, the, the slight computer mishaps. But anyway. <laughs> um so why don't we get into um one, uh because you're I need you to actually spell out your last name so people can actually find you and mm-hmm. what are some of the best ways that people can actually find you. Give us that information and then I'm going to ask you for that one last nugget of, of advice that you would give people to find Serenity.
0: All right. Mm-hmm. Well, init- initially, I want to say that I would like to, to gift anybody that wants to go on my website. There's a link there, right there on the first page. Um, the Four Key to Happiness. So there's a PDF file, and then you can just click and, and fill up uh, your information, and then you receive right away. So my, my website is DeniseBilil.com. So Denise, D-E-N-I-S-E. My last name is Billil, so Denise Bilil B like Bravo, mm-hmm. E-L-I-S-L-E, like Belle Isle. The English people often would say Belle Isle dot com and then there you have a link for the four key to happiness, and also I would like to if you want to send me an email either from my website, you can click on contact me and then i can yeah, I'll receive your email or you can just send me an email at denise at denise dot com and I'm offering you also a serenity ignition discovery session, so it's sort of a little coaching session where I can talk with you for 40 minutes and then we'll go through um, something you want to work on. And then I'll give you a little nugget at the end so that you can work and go on your way. And if you decide that you would like to work further with me, then I would be happy to to talk about that also. But I would like to offer that to uh, the listeners.
2: Great. Thank you so much.
0: And the little nugget is um, something people to go on with is life should be a gift and not a hardship. So in everyday situation, look at every situation in your life and look at the positive into it. There's always something positive in anything that happens. Like for me, when I broke my ankle, the positive things is, it allows me to to relax, <laughs> you know, because I needed to relax. I needed to, to take a break, and I wasn't listening, and then my broken ankles say, well, okay, now you can relax, and, and I'm more relaxed now than I've been in years because I, I, I can't walk around and I can't even have my foot down. So, so listen to, look around and look at your life and any situation that arises, there's always a positive message in there and pay attention to those messages. And I hope to hear from you, Denise yeah. at com, and send me uh, an email and we can start a chat.
2: Yeah. I, I, I'm not going to say that I'm happy that you broke your ankle, but <laughs> I am going to say that I'm happy that you decided to take a break because <laughs> if you hadn't taken the break, we wouldn't be sitting here talking.
0: Absolutely, yeah, I, I'm it, very thankful for that. See, there's always something positive that comes through everything.
2: Yes, um, it 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 is very true that every cloud has has its silver lining. To I use another uh, um, platitude, but, <laughs> but yes, sometimes sometimes some they help, the right? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, because um, I I know we. A little history behind me and Denise we we've run into each other back and forth i think over the past year and a half and um because it's really easy when when you after you see Denise for the first time it's easy to spot you in a crowd
0: <laughs> yes very are dis- tall, so we can see above each other. <laughs> and everybody else's head.
2: <laughs> yes, that's true, and it's like very easy to spot you. And I know we we've, we've been been at different networking things for uh, for at least a year and a half, and mm-hmm. we keep saying it was like we have to like sit down and do an interview, and we have to sit down and, and do this or do that, and figure out I was how to so work. Busy. And- <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so when. It, uh, like I said, it's unfortunate that you broke your ankle, but uh, I am glad that, that you were able to take a break from all the rigmarole and we could sit down and actually do, do some fun stuff together.
0: Yeah. So, Michael, I wanted to know, is there anywhere you can you will write my uh, my website uh, in, on your uh, yeah, network or should p- I spell it again?
2: Um, I have it written down. And I'm going to actually put it, make sure that it gets put into our show notes on our Facebook page. All right, um, so people
0: can look on your Facebook page to have right. the link. Yes. Okay, perfect.
2: Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay, and thank you for joining us today, Denise. Uh, oh, Michael, it was things. a pleasure. Yeah, it's, it's it's always fun always fun running into you. So. Oh,
0: thank you. Same All right. here. Okay. So have a wonderful day. Okay,
2: we'll talk Bye. to you later. So that's today's show and we're really grateful that Denise was able to uh to join us today and if, like I said I'm, I feel bad that she did break her ankle but um um it, it, it all works out for, for the better because we are able to actually have a really cool conversation today with her on today's show uh, while you're listening here to Community Living Radio. And with that, I will uh, wrap things up and um, enjoy the rest of your day. and.